Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back out here with you folks as we continue on with our study of the book of Proverbs. With me is Stephanie, my friend. And Stephanie, what's going on with you today? Well, Doug, um, it's a rainy, dreary, cold day here in Indiana. Um, we have water everywhere, but um, praise the Lord, we can... Accept your basement, you know, praise green. God. Yeah. Uh, yes, our basement's still not, you know, I bought the paint since I got home. But that's as far as I've gotten on basement stuff. So being gone, you know, for 10 days, the pile up of yeah. things to do and places to go with the kids is so just, up there. But. Yeah, just to catch everybody up on the Stephanie basement thing, you know much. Most of you remember that Stephanie's basement got flooded by a poor drainage that the former owner didn't tell her to keep clear. Just a mistake. And and uh, but God's doing a work in that way. And Stephanie's got an awful lot done, but they still need to paint and work on the floor and put everything back together. There was a tremendous amount of loss uh, out on praying for Stephanie Wesco. There there is a, a GoFundMe page. I know Stephanie didn't say that for me to mention it, but I'm mentioning it anyway. Uh, but so Stephanie, we're down in Louisiana. All right, and so we took the outside path of Southland Christian camp, you know, the outside circle as we were walking. So there's a bunch of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a handful of us walking along. And, and and just so you folks know, you know, you don't mess with snakes. All right. You try to stay in the middle of the path. I, you know, even walking around my neighborhood, I see a snake at least once a month. And, uh, and here we are down in Louisiana, deep woods, you know, Snakeville, USA. It shouldn't be called Ringgold. <laughs> should be called, you know, reptile, Louisiana. Anyway, we're cruising back on this path and Stephanie sees this copperhead. It's kind of coiled up. It's blowing up. You know how those poisonous snakes It was snakes mad because I almost stepped on it. It was upset. Yeah. And and so most people just move along. So I'm walking next to a guy, and I'm not going to call him out. He listens to the podcast, and I'm not going to call him out. But he got bit by a cobra head last year, so he freaked out. I stopped in my steps to turn around and make sure that Stephanie kept moving, and she was the only one who did not keep moving. She decided to video uh, the the. <laughs> copperhead leaving the immediate area so she could send it to her son who i've nicknamed keptile which we all know is caleb and uh, who just just had his eighth birthday but i i mean stephanie you were only a couple feet from a dangerous venomous snake i mean what were you thinking you know, looking back, I'm like, I was such an idiot. But at the time I was like, oh, Caleb will think this is the coolest thing. And it's going to like, it's going to make my mom's status even better, you know? And so I, I mean, I love watching the video and I hate snakes, but when you have six boys, you end up with a red bearded dragon, you end up taking care of turtles, you end up videoing copperheads. I don't know what to say, except that I've become 
I guess a boy, I'm a, I'm an authentic boy mom now, I guess is all I can say. And in my mind, when it turned and started going the other way, by the time I had made yeah. contact with the snake, I felt good about it. Yeah, but when it she was said, swinging There's a snake. at me originally. That yeah. wasn't, that part freaked me out a little bit, but then it turned and was going the opposite direction. So I it, thought it, I'd it, just follow it. It bailed. So she, she took a couple steps toward it again while it was going the other way. And it was none too happy because it stayed fat. It was not. It, it was hissing. Yeah, yeah, it was not happy. Remember, they suck in air when they cross water. They suck in air when they attack. And so it, it was just a weird thing. Anyway, it kind of freaked me out, kind of spooked yeah, me. Yeah, and, yeah, and Doug's going, there's a mommy and a daddy and brothers and sisters. Yeah, and this this guy was only a couple <laughs> feet long, but there's more, you know. There, <laughs> there's more. It's not, And they have all the venom they need uh, when they're born to, to wipe someone out pretty bad. And, and then our friend who was bit by a snake talked about what he had to do. Uh, you know, he used like a spark plug or something to spark him and, uh, to get rid of the snake bite or to stop. I don't know. It was just too stop much commentary, too yeah. much craziness. And, uh, you know, you yeah. just gotta go we to the talked about, Yeah. Yeah. We talked about snakes for a while after that. I mean, yeah. And I wasn't feeling really good about that walk. <laughs> I did. You know, you kind of walk up to a swamp and then you turn around and walk right back down by the snakes again and stuff. I, it just wasn't a great walk. And uh, But then when we got back on that inside trail again there at Southland where people should stay, where you campers are perfectly safe, uh, we were okay. And then, and then we did that inside a few loops and I uh, was real happy about that. So anyway, here we go. And, and uh, we're on verse number one of chapter 15 in the book of Proverbs. But just before you, t- you go ahead and turn there, but just before that, this is Stephanie's turn, things that are right with God. So what we want to do is you might be right with God is what we talk about with this. So you might be right with God if, Stephanie, what are you thinking? Well, Doug, I think you might be right with God if you have a friend. Um, you know, we had people there at camp that were just really struggling. Um, people that were, you know, loved the Lord, clearly um, were wanting to do right, where their heart, you know, belonged to the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, but they were struggling with, with some severe traumas. And there was, you know, a couple ladies that were there and one lady had given up, you know, her week to bring her friend to camp. And it made me think of the story throughout the week. I remember thinking, this is, this is what discipleship is all about. This is is what Andrew bringing Peter to Jesus is all about. This is, you know, Philip, um, yeah. Going to Nathaniel and, and Nathaniel saying, you know, he was skeptical. Nathaniel, I think, had probably been burned maybe by someone in Nazareth. And he said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? I mean, don't you know the reputation of the people in that town? And Philip said, come and see. And what I loved to see this week at camp was that whole thing happening where, you know, you're right with God if you are there for people that are hurting to encourage them, to build them up, to, to tell them, you know, let's go meet with Jesus together. Sure. And be a prayer. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Be someone who radiates the Lord. And by doing that, you're encouraging someone to come see Jesus, to come meet him or, you know, if already saved to understand that, you know, encourage them to touch the hem of his garment. Oh yeah. Maybe they're afraid to do that. Maybe they're afraid it'll, they'll be betrayed again or disappointed again. And to understand that 
there's hurting people out there that need that. They just need the encouraging touch to say it's it's okay. It's okay. Reach out, reach out. It's okay to ask for help. And that's, that's, I, that was a beautiful thing about camp. Um, I think so. Yeah. That I thought about. Yeah. Yeah. So you might be right with God. If you bring somebody and things you say to people is come with me, I'll go with you. You know, just coming up alongside of people is what Stephanie's talking about. And what an example. Thank you for that one. What an example that lady showed. And, uh, uh, what an example we get to share with you folks today. So we're over here, we're in chapter 15 and, uh, and, and again, you know, look, go out to our website, look for camps, retreats, sign up, make sure you become part of it. Now, here we go. We recognize some of these verses, Stephanie, and right out of, you know, right out, right off the bat, right out of the chute here, a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. So this is, you know, a very familiar times when, you know, when people come to us, uh, in wrath or they come to us and they're wound up and boy, a soft answer can turn that around. You know, uh, yeah. when, when someone comes to us and I, you know, how often does that happen? A, a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the other side of that, Stephanie is talking about these grievous or harsh, these terrible words. Grievous is a pretty tough word, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, so the two sides of this, you know, uh, someone can come to us all wound up and we can say, well, you know, let's take a look at this and let's talk about it. Or we can say, what a knucklehead, man, you should go, you know, just slap the snot out of that guy or just make things worse. And I don't know. And that's a, a expression we used to use that expression, slap the snot out of somebody. And then, you know, you have to slap them pretty hard to get the snot out unless you're in allergy season where, uh, <laughs> Stephanie and I are right now. The snot might come pretty easy if you slap us around in half of America Aww. right now. Yeah. Aww. But anyway, what are you thinking, Stephanie, this soft answer or this green? Grievous uh, answer. What are we thinking here? Well, I, what I see here is that our words have the power to make a bad situation worse or make a bad situation better. And um, us, I, I remember my dad, you know, he had us memorize a, mo- a lot, a good portion of Proverbs. Um, and, you know, he was very good at using verses whether we had to memorize them or whatever to back up situations, um, you know, and, and as the oldest of 10 kids growing up, I had obviously a lot of siblings and we were not perfect. We would get into spats. And I remember the, but my dad would use this verse over and over and over the soft answer that you don't have to have the last word you know, it's not, it's not right to somebody yells at you to just get back in their face. That's not going to solve anything. It's not good to be, um, tip for, you know, to have that tip for tap mentality. Um, and what I see in the first part of this verse is, is a, a peaceful answer. Um, and I'm very, I have one situation coming to mind right now. Um, and I don't, looking back on it, yeah, you can look at things and say, wow, we, sh-, you know, I, there's things about the situation that shouldn't have reached the point where it did as far as the blow up. Um, and it shouldn't have been allowed in, to happen in our home um, around our kids. But I remember when someone came to our home and was literally yelling and screaming at my husband, my late husband and I. And I remember sitting there and listening to it. And, you know, it was a level of wrath and anger 
where I truly was afraid he was gonna he was gonna do something very 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 foolish. Um, that it was gonna go beyond yelling and screaming. That's how angry he was. And that day, I saw Jesus Christ displayed through Charles on a level that astounded me. And though I don't totally agree, I mean, he was brought up in a in a much different mentality as far as that you just let people do that. And I don't agree that he let that do that. But at the same time, it made an impression on me that day because I saw Jesus Christ living and, and shining through him as he, he didn't yell back. He never once, you know, got in this guy's face and gave him what he deserved. And this guy deserved to be rebuked and taken down. Um, and to a certain extent, I think he should have been, but I saw Jesus Christ shine through my husband that day because he was willing to give soft answer after soft answer after soft answer to wrath. And it made an impression on my life and on my heart. And probably everyone listening to us today, you know? Yeah. Because that's, that's, and I, like I say, that doesn't mean you be the rug. Okay. That doesn't mean you just let yourself be verbally abused over and over and over and over again, because that's not right. Um, But there are some situations where we can't, you know, we get, we end up in a situation where there's wrath, there's anger, and how do we deal with it? Look to the Lord Jesus Christ and he'll guide you, but you can even rebuke and it be a soft answer. You know what I'm saying? Um, The idea that we're not returning, when I look at this, I see we're not returning evil for evil. Or hatred. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Loud, arrogant hatred for loud, arrogant hatred. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, it reminds me, you know, that, well, this is what it comes down to that I'm thinking of in my mind right now is there's an awful lot in the Bible about our speech and our words and how we say them and how we do that. And it, it, and it's hooked to our heart. We're just coming out of, you know, chapter 14 where we're talking about righteousness, wisdom, those things in our heart, those things that make a difference. And, you know, Charles making a decision, Hey, I'm not going to be part of this. You know, I'm going to talk wisely. Uh, you know, maybe even I, I maybe even would have showed the guy the door, you know, and said, yeah, you know, well, that's, that's, yeah, get out knucklehead, you know, but I mean, you know, there's so much we can learn and we can learn this from, you know, God's word and Charles actions. And I'm thankful that Charles actions speak to us today as we're studying this. And, you know, and here we are. So we move to this tongue and I think we got to keep on going on this a little bit, Stephanie, because look at verse two, it says the tongue of the wise uses knowledge aright, but the mouth of the fools poureth out foolishness. And, and so as we're looking at this foolishness that gets poured out and it's talking about that, it's so it, it's basically saying, you know, the wise people, those people who are right with God, those people who are given a soft answer, those people who are going out of the way to know the whole story, to understand what's going on, that aren't blindly serving people. You, you know, you and I, Stephanie, we went through, you know, the ministry change and there were some people who just, you know, would lie. And some people took that lie as the gospel. As a matter of fact, a, a good percentage of people did. And, uh, but those who stop and say, well, 
wait a minute, you know, let me look into this. Let me be part of this. Let me answer this right. Let me make sure I'm doing this properly. And uh, let's make sure. And, and, you know, folks, we've got a responsibility to do this because, you know, these fools are just going to be pouring out foolishness. That's how they live. But but the tongue of the wise and the tongue of the wise can defuse things. The tongue of the wise uh, has knowledge. You know, wisdom, wisdom's knowledge. Knowledge will get you places. And, and, and Stephanie, I think that, you know, we, we got an opportunity again and I, I don't mm-hmm. know how, how you can practically rephrase this other than to say what you just said a verse ago, man, you get to make the difference of yeah. life and death, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm understanding it's the word, the two, the a difference between the two is it says the tongue of the wise. Yeah useth knowledge right and so this is the difference here it specifically says the tongue and we're told in james the the bible refers to the tongue you know as this this rudder of a ship you know this idea that it's 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 to be controlled it's to be guided it's to be directed because that's how important it is you know it gets a degree off and you're getting off course And so this idea that the tongue, it's the specific instrument being used for for good, for godliness. And then the second half of this verse, it doesn't use the word tongue. Mm. It says the mouth of fools poureth out foolishness. And for, for lack of a better term, I get the image of a gutter. Yeah. Of like a sewer gutter where it it just, you know, it's like it's full and it's overflowing and it's sludge, it's nastiness, it stinks, Mm. it makes you want to vomit. And it's not the idea of this controlled (laughs) precision instrument. Yeah. It's, you know, God takes an instrument and God's a God that likes precision. Yeah. And our words are to be precise and being used for God's honor and glory. But the mouth of a fool, it's just like this big pipe that's just gushing out grossness. Yeah. And so what are you? Are you, a, are you an instrument that God can use in precise situations to give precise words that are led by his spirit that you're using knowledge aright, and that aright means like you're standing up, you're tall, you're erect. What you're saying is making a difference for God. Or are you a gutter where your mouth is just flowing out foolishness, where you're causing destruction and a stink? And and I've, I've met both kinds of people, and there is a massive difference on the effect they have. You know, I know people. I've known people on both sides of this where I've known them over 20 years. You know what I'm saying? And you can see the effects of one person who has used, chosen to let God control their tongue. They're a wise person. And the way God is using them to make differences in hearts and lives, I'm thinking of an evangelist friend who's I've known since I was a teenager, or was I preteen? Anyway, when when I watch, when I've as I've watched his life, this man has been led of the spirit of God and has made a difference in my life for eternity. And I mean that in all seriousness, but I know someone else whose mouth has been a sewer for that same amount of time. And guess what? The end results are, (laughs) 
they're not even they're not even comparable and that's what i see here so it's it's a challenge of are we using our mouths to be a gutter are we letting god control our tongues to be that instrument of righteousness so, you know, there's a lot we can say, there's a lot we can do, and, and, and the tongue is a wonderful thing when it's being used rightly. The tongue is, uh, when, when a wise person uses the tongue with their knowledge and rightly and softly and carefully and looking out for mm-hmm. people and helping people go through the hard times and, uh, you know, helping them yeah. navigate how God can change lives. And, and folks, that's yes. so important. We got to navigate every day um, how we face everyone. Words, uh, words carry with them uh, so much. They can carry, yeah. you know, the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God. They can carry love. They can carry caring. And 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 you know, there's there's a pretty pretty big amount of this Bible talking about words we say. It's a pretty big amount of this Bible speaking on the tongue. There's an awful lot mm-hmm. as we look at the Bible. And, and I don't know what we're supposed to get from this today other than maybe we need to stop and look at our answers. You know, when people used to say, when, when I went to college, one of the things that we talked about all the time, you know, it's a government term. It's a, it's a, it's a combat type of term. Is it proportional? Is your speech proportional? You know, we went through situational ethics, situational speech, situational this and that. I went through neuro-linguistics training. You name it, I went through training on speech when I was in the Army. Uh, many of you know that I was a recruiter for years and a retention uh, person for many years. I'm a member of the Recruiting and Retention Hall of Fame for the United States Army. And I, I say all that to say this, you have to learn how to control what's coming out of your mouth. You have to understand that words bring with them terrible pain, that words bring with them wonderful gain. And uh, words, you know, words can come from God or words can come from the devil. And somewhere along the way, we have to stop and have an understanding of what we're going to say. Yeah. You know, we got to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. There it is. That's a scripture verse. That's not just a. Pretty and, proverb. And let me tell you a good example of that. Not long ago, I was reading a biography on Lyndon Johnson, President Johnson. And as I read the biography, he was at the table with Ho Chi Minh. And this is in the 1960s. Now, understand that war went on for seven or eight more years after Johnson was at the table. And Johnson left and they were starting to make provision and they were very close to signing a treaty for a North Vietnam Vietnam and a South Vietnam. And Johnson left the meeting that day and said, we're very close to skinning that cat. And, uh, you know, a Southern expression that carries with it a connotation that, you know, we're, we're getting over on Ho Chi Minh and Ho Chi Minh and his people left and the war went on for another six or seven years. And, and so folks, I don't know how things start sometimes and how things stop, uh, but God does. And God mm-hmm. reminds us here very closely, the tongue of the wise uses knowledge yeah. are right, but the mouth of the fools pours out foolishness and what? president johnson did was pour out foolishness so anyway it's our honor to come across your airways as we tell you always would love to uh hear from you if we can do anything to help you make sure you reach out to us on helpful wounded spirits we'd love to have you take a look at woundedspirits.com maybe join us with a retreat sometime or something we can do to that area i know we'd love to have you and listen we're praying that god would bless you we're praying that you'll have a wonderful day and we're looking forward to talking to you tomorrow and we promise no more silly snake snores anyway god bless you <laughs> we'll talk to you soon bye-bye Thank you for listening to our podcast today. 
It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.